Welcome to Thinking Ahead, your leading edge insights podcast. Each episode reveals the latest insights on today's consumers and offers a sneak peek of tomorrow's marketplace. Stop guessing what's next and start thinking ahead. Welcome back to another episode of Thinking Ahead, your leading edge insights podcast. Today, I'm back with one of our guests who's been on here before, Tim Kenyon from GFK Consumer Life. Welcome back, Tim. Thanks so much for having me, Anna. So we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics from last year, which we you know, touched on, which is the Green Gauge Report and Sustainability. So this year's report is now out. And you know, before we get started and dive into this report, why don't you give us a little bit about what is the report? What can brands expect from the report? Sure, absolutely. So Green Gauge is actually, it's a syndicated study that we've been conducting um, at GFK since the early 1990s. Um, and we did that in the U.S. for about 20 years until 2010. And then we uh, actually launched globally as well. So Green Gauge is a really interesting and exciting project for me, and in part because we have this really long history of understanding people's environmental attitudes and behaviors. But it's also really kind of fascinating to see how these things have changed over time. And really, you know, frankly, how as a trend, and there's a lot of elements to this trend, of course, but as a trend, sustainability has just really exploded over the past over the past decade. But you know, if we go back to the early 90s, you can really plot a really interesting trajectory about how important this has become in people's lives. So like you just mentioned, sustainability has been this area that's truly exploded in our lives and it's, you know, front and center. Where do consumers currently stand on sustainability? Yeah, absolutely. So so sustainability, like I mentioned, it's increasingly important to the public. Uh, it's increasingly a, a priority, um, you know, in particular, basically, as people have observed some negative changes that they see to the natural world. So climate change in particular has become a real driving force behind many of these trends and some of the things that people have seen in the natural world. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's definitely something that's become more important for consumers. It's become more important for brands, as we know, too. It's certainly table stakes. And, you know, I think one thing that was interesting, kind of interesting finding from our global study this year, and I mentioned we do this research in, in the U.S., but we also do it in 20 additional, 20 plus additional countries around the world. And we we conduct a segmentation in our study too, where we actually plot out and segment out the most green consumers all the way down to the sort of the least green consumers on this spectrum. I think one thing that was interesting from our global study is that the greenest segment of the global population, these are the people that are most committed to sustainability. We call them affectionately the green indeeds, has actually grown by three percentage points globally from last year. And that's actually, even though it might sound like a small amount, when you took, take at the totality and you look at what what that really represents in terms of population, that's actually a pretty significant jump in sort of that sustainable um, sustainable mindset. But, you know, it's not just about how people feel about the environment. There are sort of a lot of positive stories there um, in terms of sustainability, but there's also definitely still some disconnects, especially when it comes to how people may make purchasing decisions related to sustainability, and then also some of the knowledge that they feel is required to live a more um, sustainable life. So it's interesting that, you know, it's like you said, from when we talked last year to this year, there's a 3% increase in the green indeed. So 
a lot of that do you feel is tied that there's an increase in concern for the environment? There's more people getting, you know, involved around the movement and the topic itself? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's really a, a lot of it is driven by concerns, right? And so when we think about why are some of these concerns for the environment increasing, a lot of it, again, is definitely tied back to climate change. So they're seeing the effects of climate change. People are seeing the effects of climate change. That would be you know, more flooding, wildfires, loss of, of biodiversity. Certainly, we see a lot of people seeing this in their own communities, but also just sort of the viral nature of the world today. A lot of these images are also being spread on social media. And of course, that has an impact on the way people you know, feel about these types of topics. So in general, you know, I feel like while we are doing a lot for sustainability, there could be a lot more done. So why, you know, are consu- I mean, consumers still care, but why aren't they doing more for the environment? Yeah, absolutely. I think overall, I mean, a, a kind of a word I would use to describe it is accessibility, right? And really granting access to sustainability for all. I think for some people, it still feels like a walled gate, especially when you're considering sort of, there's a couple of persist- persistent perceptions of green products, one that they are too costly or that they, they don't work as well. You know, so those are some of those perceptions that sort of kind of are unfortunately sticky and we think has an impact on some of the downsides that we see to the to the research that we do. We also see that there is declining confidence in the knowledge that people have, right? And, and confidence that the actions that they take have a real impact, right? So for example, there's been a lot in the news media about recycling and do the things that you throw away, the things that you try and, and responsibly recycle, do they actually become recycled or they just end up going into the into the landfill or into the general to the to the waste stream. So I definitely say, you know, we can talk about things like price and cost, but really ultimately it all ladders up to this really important conversation that needs to happen around making making green, making sustainability more accessible for more people. This is kind of a great segue into the next area I wanted to talk about, which is EVs, because you recently were at IFA and you talked about, you know, why aren't we all driving EVs and that being one of the key issues as to why, you know, that's not happening. So I wanted to talk a little bit about EVs and just, you know, transport in general. So when it comes to transport and travel, do consumers try and make more sustainable choices? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and in fact, um, you know, we track in Green Gauge, we track a number of behaviors that people can do for the environment. And one of the rising behaviors year over year since, so since 2022 that we observed in the global research was that more people were choosing less polluting options for energizing their home, but also how they get around too. So this could be walking more, using public transportation, or a much hotter topic as you just brought up, which is around you know battery electric vehicles. That they're definitely having a you know a big moment right now, and is an important topic within not just the automotive industry, but within sustainability overall. So consu- you know you said that EVs are this really prevalent topic. So are consumers still attracted to EVs? Where we where do we stand on that? Yeah, yeah. It's like I mentioned, it's definitely one of the hottest topics in sustainability and the automotive industry today. Um, and you know, our research still suggests that has as it has in the past that people are interested and they're excited about EV. Most people, right? But but we are seeing that the marketplace is at a bit of a, um, a crossroads. And in fact, in some markets around the world, we've seen a bit of a pullback in interest. Um, it still remains 
remains high. So, you know, people are still want to consider purchasing an EV for their next uh, for their next vehicle purchase, especially in emerging markets like Brazil and China. But in some of the more developed world like Western Europe, US, North America, Australia, um, we have seen a bit of a of a pullback in in that consideration number. It still, again, remains relatively high, but it's something that we're keeping an eye on in particular because this has been such a hot topic over the past few years. And what's impacting that change? Absolutely. So it's it's some of the things that I, I had mentioned kind of more generally um, just a few moments ago. Perceptions of high costs, which I think that's something that will probably will lessen over time. EVs are starting to become you know a little bit more lower priced for people, so a little bit more accessible. But again, I'd mentioned that word again, accessibility, and it's really of the charging network. So being able to to get your EV charged, you know, either within your own home, which can be a challenge for some people, or you know when you're out and about, you know, trying to find a charging station. So that charging that charging network, and again, some of those perceptions of a high cost that are, are, are sticky are really causing some um, some growing pains for this sector. But again, as, as some of those issues are, are resolved, which we believe they'll be resolved, I think some of those issues will, will go by the wayside. So I want to go in a little bit of a different direction now, and I want to talk about something that I now foreshadow or foresee being a buzzword in our world next year, which is the circular economy. So what is the circular economy? Yeah. So circular economy, it's really this idea of starting from the the time that a product is really designed, basically, all the way through from manufacturing, use, and then when you're ready to get rid of it, are you able to maintain that product within that same cycle and not throw it out, basically? And that could be, you know, refurbishing something, selling something used. It might be taking the components from a, you know, from a cell phone or from a car and using them in something else or in another another car or another cell phone. So it's really about keeping those materials, keeping those inputs, keeping those resources active within the economy and not ending up, you know, basically in a landfill or, you know, in the great Pacific garbage patch or something like that. So it's really about sort of creating efficiencies for for people and for the economy. So would thrifting or recycling fall under that umbrella? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, and I'm glad you really mentioned this because the circular economy is really, you think about EV as a hot trend, circularity is is, is really kind of poised to grow um, as well within this, within sustainability. So we see in the U.S. and markets really around the world, more and more people are um, buying used products. Uh, we also see um, really high numbers of people interested in purchasing refurbished goods. So this is especially true in the tech and durable sectors. Uh, so I've mentioned smartphones in particular. This is an area where, you know, refurbishment is, is particularly important and hot right now. So why is this idea, you know, really resonating a lot with consumers at the moment? Like you mentioned, it's in several areas across the board, whether it's tech or, you know, other um, different areas that you mentioned. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting and maybe even <laughs> fun about this trend is that people don't say like, you know, I'm going to engage in the circular economy today, right? They might what start is, next year. <laughs> maybe, right? But I think I think people kind of do it subconsciously, right? Or maybe not subconsciously, but maybe not with that goal of, again, engaging in circular economy. I'm acting sustainable, sustainably. Really, I think what resonates with this, about this topic with, with people, but also the brands that are getting involved with the circular economy is it's just about common sense, right? It's about saving money, stopping waste, right? These are things, these are good things that are generally really hard 
to um, to argue with. Right. And so there's there's definitely um, sort of an alignment. Inflation in particular, I should actually mention, has really been one of the catalysts, too, for this. Right. People just have less money to spend on the things that they want and they need. Right. So having the circular economy, having goods that have been you know previously owned, previously used, but also at a, at a lower price point is definitely re- something that's really attractive to, to people today. You touched on a bit on it for a bit. But how for brands, you know, how does this, you know, pose as a growth area? Yeah, I mean, and again, we we expect more growth and investment from companies. Um, again, really great opportunity for an alignment on both sustainability and also um, business goals. But in terms of some growth areas, um, we've seen a lot of growth in the automotive. I mentioned also smartphone and mobile phone industry. Uh, so I think these are really important sectors to watch. I'd also mention in terms of consumer packaged goods, one way this has really been manifesting itself is in terms of um, refillable or reusable packaging. Again, it's sort of another important kind of subtrend within um, sustainability. So, you know, we really talked about some key areas, even though it was a short time, but we did touch upon a lot. And the report really goes into all these different areas and really breaks down, you know, what exactly are the key data and insights and also what are the opportunities for brands. But as we think ahead, how, you know, can brands leverage these insights that we're talking about from the report? Yeah, absolutely. So really excited because um, we've just wrapped up and published both our U.S. and and, um, global reports. So we have some insights that are are ready to go. Um, The reports themselves look at both sort of our sustainability narrative, sort of the big trends that we're seeing in sustainability. And then we also have something called a marketer's playbook, which looks specifically at our green gauge segmentation and how you can leverage that in terms of targeting and also innovation as well. To leave our audience with a bit of advice as we close out here, you know, what can brands think about as they try to understand their consumers from a sustainable or sustainability perspective? Yeah, I think one thing to take away is that, you know, sustainability, this idea of going green, right, becoming more environmentally friendly, whether you're a consumer, a brand, a government, is that it doesn't always move in a straight line upwards, right? So recently, we've seen some pullback by brands and governments on sustainability and climate goals. But, you know, just like brands, consumers, right, are also reevaluating where does sustainability fit in and they'll abandon strategies that that don't work and really the key for brands is to help people with strategies right circular economy again i think fits really well into there but help them with strategies that can have a positive impact on the environment but of course can also meet you know meet those business goals as well well thank you tim i feel like we really went over a lot here in this short time for folks that are more interested in learning about these insights that we talked about go check out the green gauge report it's definitely something that can help propel your knowledge and inform your 2024 strategy as you think about sustainability. I'm sure we'll have you back, Tim, for so many other topics in the year ahead, but thank you for joining us. Thanks so much, Anna. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Thinking Ahead. For more information on today's topic, you can click the link in the description. And please make sure to leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you like about the show. And of course, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button to keep up to date with the latest insights. We'll see you next time so that you can keep thinking ahead. Thank you.